Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Wednesday. We have got a loaded show for you. In hour one, we'll get you some gambling picks and talk about the college football playoff rankings. Hour two, Jeff Schwartz swings by, gives us the latest on the NFL. Hour three, lots of discussion. The NBA ratings are tanking. They're down 27% over the past two years. What is the reason? We will discuss, debate, and I hope you'll enjoy. It's Outkick the Coverage. This is the podcast Thank you, by the way, for being such huge fans of OutKick. As you'll hear on the show itself, best month in the history of the show across every metric. We were up 38% in October of 2019 over October of 2018 in our overall audience. We were up 53.5% with men 25 to 54. That's a credit to you guys. Thanks to all of you. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and thanks for listening to OutKick. Here we go. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So the College Football Playoff Committee rankings came out officially last night. And as we come down the stretch run of the season, there are two weeks remaining in the regular season plus the conference title games. It's not a very complicated college football playoff scenario. Uh, Let me go ahead and tell you uh, what I see as the determining factors that are most significant coming into this weekend. First of all, the top four, if the playoff were happening this weekend uh, or if the playoff were being set this weekend, your one seed would be LSU, your two seed would be Ohio State, your three seed would be Clemson, and your four seed would be Georgia. So that is the foursome. Alabama maintained its spot at five, followed by Oregon and Utah, uh, and that is where we are right now 
really, to me, that's pretty much the playoff at this point in time if you look at the remaining uh, teams that are available to potentially advance in uh, into the college football playoff. LSU is the team that is closest to snagging a college football playoff spot. They are a 40-plus point favorite against Arkansas, and then next week they will play against Texas A&M. Both of those games are at home. If LSU wins both of them, then they are set and will advance to the college football playoff regardless of what happens in the SEC championship game. In the two spot, Ohio State is very close as well to advancing to the college football playoff, but the game they could lose is a little bit different. Let me explain. Ohio State desperately needs to beat Penn State this weekend. They are around an 18-point favorite in that game. And then after they do that, they could lose to Michigan. That Michigan game won't even matter at all for Ohio State, presuming they beat Penn State. And then they'll need to beat either Wisconsin or Minnesota, who is the team that will advance into the Big Ten title game. In the three spot, you have uh, a, a team in Clemson that's already 11-0. All they have to do is beat South Carolina next week. They're on a bye this week. And then win against whoever they, is there. And I believe right now UVA would be the expectation in the ACC championship game. Uh, and you are set. For Georgia, Georgia has to beat Texas A&M this weekend. Then they have to beat Georgia Tech next weekend and then if they beat LSU in the SEC championship game they would be in to the college football playoff so that is the top four if Georgia loses or one of these other teams that I just ran through loses then the winner of Oregon Utah could find itself in good in a good shape and if Alabama goes out in two weeks and dominates against uh, an opponent in a way that is similar to what we saw Ohio State do with Cardell Jones five years ago, then Alabama could end up your final playoff team. And people out there may not understand exactly that that analogy, but Ohio State beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing with Cardell Jones as their quarterback after JT Barrett was injured. That victory over Wisconsin convinced the college football playoff committee that Ohio State was good enough to advance to uh, the playoff that year, and they went on and won the playoff that year uh, as the four seed in the college football playoff. And so if Alabama were to go out and dominate against Auburn, then I think there's a chance Alabama would end up getting the, the nod as the fourth playoff team even with Tua out for the season. So it's very similar to what happened with JT Barrett and Cardell Jones. Uh, if Mac Jones can come in and pull a Cardell Jones for Alabama. I don't see Oklahoma, barring complete chaos, or Baylor, or any other team uh, advancing to the college football playoff. Now, if you are a Minnesota fan, or if you are a Penn State fan, your, your route to uh, the playoff is pretty simple. You have to win out. You're on the periphery right now at 8, 9, you know, in that range, 8 or 10, whatever it is. 
Penn State has no margin for error. They got to beat Penn State, uh, Ohio State this weekend, and then win the Big Ten title. And Minnesota has to beat Northwestern this weekend, then beat Wisconsin, then beat whoever they would be playing in the Big Ten title game. That is their pathway to uh, the championship. So I just gave you a lot of information there, but that is essentially the entirety of the college football playoff picture in terms of where we are headed from here. Any questions about that, Danny G? Anything that you heard and you're like rolling your eyes or anything that seemed complicated to you based on the college football playoff picture I just ran through? No, and everything kind of landed the way we thought it was going to. And yesterday on the show, we were talking about uh, paying attention to Alabama and uh, committee chair Rob Mullen said, our job's to evaluate uh, you know, all the games through 12 weeks, and we know about the injury to Tua. Yeah. But since Alabama continued on to a convincing win, it didn't impact the rankings. So I think that's what everybody was paying the most attention to. And so our question was answered. One other thing people are going to say, oh, well, who has so-and-so played? It is worth pointing out Alabama is going to finish with Auburn. Auburn right now is the 15, I think, 15th ranked team in the college football playoff. Um, there are uh, That would be Alabama's best win, and Auburn may drop a little bit if they lose to Alabama, but I feel like they're kind of locked in given the teams that Auburn has lost to are all pretty highly ranked at this point in time. Uh, now, as well as the team that they beat in Oregon, it is also worth pointing out that Utah – does not have a single top 25 win. That Oregon's only top 25 win is over number 24, USC. Uh, So it's not as if when you look at that Alabama, Oregon, Utah trio, any of those teams are particularly impressive in terms of who they have beaten. It's also worth noting that Oklahoma uh, is going to play, it appears, Baylor again and that Baylor is not going to be that highly rated of a team either, which means that I don't think we're going to get a substantial slingshot impact uh, there. Now, if you are an Oklahoma fan, what you need to be rooting for is for the Pac-12 champ to end up with two losses, and I think you also want to see certainly Georgia lose to LSU, and in an ideal world, Auburn would beat Alabama because then that's how you would end up as a, uh, a team in the potential playoff as the number four overall team. Dub, anything that stood out to you about the college football playoff uh, rankings or any scenario uh, that you want to challenge me with uh, in terms of how the committee would react to it? Well, I think last night went about as well as it could for Alabama fans because if you look at Penn State at number eight, they're ahead of Minnesota, even though Minnesota beat them head-to-head, and it's basically because of their common opponent – in Iowa, yeah, and uh, for the Iron Bowl, Alabama will obviously be playing Auburn, and in that uh, scenario, if Alabama beats Auburn, then Alabama and Oregon would have the same common opponent in Auburn. Oregon lost, obviously, in Dallas to Auburn, and if Alabama beats Auburn in Auburn, it's kind of the same scenario with the Penn State-Minnesota situation with Iowa with the same opponent, so that's got to be great news for Alabama because the committee is obviously putting 
uh, a big onus on the common opponent, on a good common op- uh, opponent. So I think that is just fa- fantastic news if you're an Alabama fan. Yeah, that's a pretty intriguing point. The other thing, if you were an Alabama fan, that you would like to see happen is, I think if you're Alabama, you'd like to see Texas A&M beat, uh, beat Georgia this weekend. Or for that matter, beat LSU, but certainly beat Georgia because that would knock Georgia out of the playoff picture. It would also spring Texas A&M all the way probably up to a top 20 caliber uh, team, right? Because uh, Texas A&M would suddenly be 8-3 and three with a win against, uh, against Georgia, which would give Alabama another major quality win uh, regardless of how A&M did against uh, LSU to finish the season. So if you're an Alabama fan you should be a big fan of uh, of Texas A&M. Worth noting as well, Clemson has not beaten a single top 25 opponent either. So Clemson is going to go the entire season without playing or beating a single top 25 opponent in the college football playoff committee rankings, which is pretty unbelievable. A lot of focus on Alabama's schedule, but we know Alabama is going to play Auburn and potentially uh, that could uh, that could factor in in a big way given the Oregon situation. But that's wild that Clemson, Utah, and Oregon combined right now have one top 25 win, and that top 25 win is number 24, USC. And by the way, Utah lost to that team. So uh, so not only does uh, does Utah not have a top 25 win, they lost to the only top 25 team they played. Um, I think that factors in. Now, you also would like to see, if you don't want the Pac-12 to get in, one of those teams to lose uh, as they both play in Arizona this weekend and then a two-loss Pac-12 champ uh, to emerge. Worth noting as well, Georgia right now has the best wins of any team in the college football playoff. They beat number 16, Notre Dame. They beat number 15, Auburn. And they beat number 11, uh, Florida. That's three top 16 wins, which is why, look, the Bulldogs are set. If, uh, if they were to win the SEC championship. In fact, they could even end up being the number one overall seed, uh, crazily, if everything broke in their direction and they won the, uh, the SEC championship game. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Any, uh, anything additionally in the college football playoff rankings that you thought was worthy of particular note or created a potential complicating factor? No, I, I mean, I did think it was interesting. Rob Mullins pointed out, as I guess you did too, that that win over USC for Oregon could be a major factor in them, uh, you know, bolstering their strength of schedule. And I mean, I've seen USC play uh, in person and I don't, on TV, and yeah. I'm just like, that 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 win really is going to bolster their case to get into the top four. I, Utah would be a quality win. I don't think anyone would argue that. But I just think Alabama, I know people have Alabama fatigue, but – if their only loss is to an undefeated and number one LSU and they win on the road without their starting quarterback at Auburn, an Auburn team that beat Oregon, I, I just think they're they, they just, they're more deserving. But I, it seems like that's not going to happen. Well, I yeah, look, I think Alabama's biggest flaw right now is Georgia or biggest hindrance to making the college football playoff game is is Georgia. They, they really needed and it would have helped them if Auburn had beaten Georgia. And obviously, if Tua wasn't hurt, I think most people would be saying, "Oh, Alabama's going to get in over Oregon if they beat uh, if they beat Auburn." Now, that's why I said the the analogy that makes the most sense is Cardell Jones and Wisconsin, uh, the win that they that he put up and that Ohio State put up against Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. If Alabama goes on the road and whips Auburn, 
without their starting quarterback in Tua, I don't understand how you look at Oregon and say, oh, Oregon's a better team. Oregon didn't lose, to, uh, didn't beat Auburn, and they had Justin Herbert playing that entire game. If Alabama goes on the road with Mac Jones and handles Auburn, then to me, Alabama is, uh, is a better team than Oregon, and they're certainly a better team than Utah, but I'm with you. I don't see any way imaginable that USC is one of the top 25 teams in, in the country. I think that's utterly insane. Uh, and, that and, they would be there. And also, and correct me if I'm wrong here, so Minnesota loses to Iowa, Penn State beats Iowa, but Minnesota beat Penn State head-to-head, and somehow Penn State is two spots higher than I, Minnesota? I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me logically, except for what Dub said, which is they're looking at the overall strength of the teams, and it's because Penn State went on the road and beat Iowa, and Minnesota couldn't go on the road and beat Iowa. So if that's your analysis, then I think Dub is right that the committee's logic would have to hold with Alabama versus Oregon in the same way. In my rankings, I have Minnesota above Penn State. I don't understand how you put the Nittany Lions above. Now, the committee can also say, well, Penn State beat Michigan, which is a much better win when we look at the totality of the resume between Penn State and Minnesota. We like Penn State's resume more but to me, that head-to-head should be more dispositive than it is. Um, but uh, but that would give Alabama some hope, I think, uh, I think as well. Roberto, any additional thoughts for you guys? Yeah, I was going to tell. I wanted to ask you. So, if uh, Georgia beats LSU in the title game and uh, Georgia, LSU, and Alabama, if they all finish with one loss, who, do you think all three of them get into the playoff? That would that would drive everyone yeah. insane. Uh, the only way I could see that happening is if the Big Ten champ had two lo- two losses, the Big 12 champ had two losses, and the Pac-12 champ had two losses as well. So uh, if that's if that doesn't happen, then do you, do you so you think Alabama's out? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think the scenario that LSU will be the only team, I believe, when the co- when the conference title games arrive, probably LSU will be the only team that can lose and still make the college football playoff. That's what I think the evidence and the data suggests in a uh, in a big way. And if Georgia loses to LSU then you think Alabama jumps over Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way that would uh that would shake out. Uh all right, uh as we go to break here, I want to say uh first of all, congratulations to everybody on this show. Uh, and uh, that goes with uh, Danny G, Dub, um, that goes with Eddie Garcia, and with Roberto. Um, these are pretty incredible uh, stats that we got. We had the best October that we have ever had in the history of uh, Fox Sports Radio mornings and the best uh, October in the history of this show. Uh, this is crazy. Last year, we were up massively in terms of the numbers of you listening and following this show. This October, we're just off the charts. Uh, And this is data that was just put out by Fox Sports. Uh, In October, our ratings over last year were up 38% with adults 25, 54 years old, which is our target market in Sports Talk Radio. And we were up an unbelievable 53.5% with men ages 25 to 54. So thank you out there to everybody who is listening to this show. 
we were up massively last year. I remember seeing the numbers and being like, hey, in a, in a media era when being up like 1% is something to celebrate, we were up massively last year. And then this year, we're up 53.5% in terms of overall listeners. Um, and uh, that's a credit to you guys. That's word of mouth. That's you guys uh, spending more time with us than you ever have before. That's you guys starting off your mornings with us um, in a way that you never have before. I mean, that is just an incredible endorsement from you of this show. And so uh, I wanted to say thanks, uh, and hopefully we can keep up the good work with, uh, with keeping everybody out there entertained across the country. But again, up 53% is just off-the-charts growth that I doubt is even closely equaled by any sports talk radio show in the country. Certainly not anybody with a nationwide platform like we have in all 50 states. So thank you, uh, guys. Up next, we're going to go out to Vegas, uh, and our guy Harry Gagnon will join us from the Against All Odds podcast on the Ringer Network as well uh, as Odd Shark. He's been having a good run of gambling. We'll find out what NFL and college football games he likes the most. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Eddie Garcia, you've been with uh, this show and with the Fox Sports Radio Network since uh, since D-Day. You ever seen ratings like this? No, and I have worked on a lot of different morning shows here at the network with yeah. a lot of different people, and uh, no, that's outstanding. So uh, imagine um, imagine what would happen if we actually had functional phones uh, or if... Uh, any of our technology even worked uh that would be uh that would be unbelievable it, it would it would be very unfair to the competition i we, gotta we, say though it's been disappointing because uh, eddie when's the last time clay really had a meltdown over the phones oh, we haven't taken phone calls true, in yeah. a long time honestly i've just been like screw it i'm not even gonna even try it uh, maybe um, we should do a mailbag today just to test out the, the phones. i don't even i don't even want to spoil <laughs> this uh this this data uh i didn't you sent it to me first i mean you got the email uh danny g before i did i knew things were going well but you've been here for a while too you've been doing sports talk radio a long time you ever seen any numbers like this no never and yeah i heard from scott shapiro before he sent the press release out and he told me hey just want to let you know i said i'm gonna call clay right now and i'm gonna put this press release out but you guys have done an awesome job and the the numbers are mind-boggling i've never seen anything in double digits like that and like you said in this day and age so many media opportunities and availabilities yeah. out there. Well, I was going to say participating whether... every day and the time spent listening is awesome. And that's a credit to you and the, the staff here. I mean, I think our chemistry, which is authentic because we love each other, we hate each other, but it comes out of the speakers every day. We're the opposite of, you know, woke center and the stuff that annoys people in sports media. So I think that draws listeners in and it keeps the listeners there. And the audience has been growing from word of mouth. I mean, it's not like there's TV ads or these huge campaigns or billboards. No, it's just listeners telling other listeners to check the show out. You know, you can also a lot of times tell that you're kicking somebody's ass by what your top competition is doing since this show has launched. Mike and Mike over on ESPN has broken up, and now Mike and Trey is going to break up. So ESPN Radio is getting all balls in the face dunked on by Fox Sports Radio <laughs> in general, and we are just Scotty Pippening uh, and standing over them like pumping our fist in their face, and I'm not kidding about this. ESPN Radio is about to have to redo their entire lineup but in particular in the mornings, we have now kicked their ass so bad that they are changing their radio show, morning show, twice since we started this show a few years ago. I mean, that's unheard of. You know, like Mike and Mike dominated for like 20 years. We've been doing this for four, and they've already had to come in and revamp what they're doing twice. And 
it's kind of an embarrassment how bad we're kicking ESPN's ass right now. I mean, in all honesty, I'm sure there are radio people are looking around every single week, every single month, every single day. We're dunking on them harder. And I can't imagine getting hit balls to the face over and over and over again. Feels very good. But I'm glad we're us and not them. <laughs> yeah, we can't thank our OutKick listeners enough. And big thank you to the affiliates, hundreds of them. And then all the people working hard behind the scenes, Don, Scott, Vito, Mike, Kurt, all the editors who helped me after the show to get the podcast up as quick as possible. Uh, and, you know, we're racing. Uh, Roberto laughs because he sees me running around like a chicken with my head cut off as soon as the show's over. And as Dub can attest to, he's been helping with some of the post-production, the stuff you don't see, what it actually takes to put a really good product on the air. The team we have here at Fox is pretty incredible. It's also, I would say this, the podcast numbers are up massively, too. We had our best October in terms of yeah, podcast numbers. thank you so, to the podcast listeners so the, as well. So the rising tide is truly lifting all boats, uh, but uh, most of it is word of mouth. So uh, the reason why we were up, you know, 50-some-odd percent uh, in adults over last year is because of you guys. Because like you said, there's not some massive advertising campaign uh, that is out there, and uh, as you start your morning, just be glad that you're not getting dunked on all balls in the face style like uh, ESPN Radio is across all 50 states and across the entire yep. country. Ever since me and Dub came aboard, it's been <laughs> yeah, different. yeah. Don't get big heads. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, right. Imagine, imagine if Dub was sober, how much better we could be doing. Um, I don't know. I feel like one of the highest rated shows is when I was wasted. I mean, I might have to celebrate uh, tomorrow. Maybe yeah. show up a little, uh, little turn. I, I show up Mondays here. You're a little hungover from football on Sunday, so yeah, no doubt. Could uh, we all end the week all taking a shot? With Cool in the Gang celebration playing in the background? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm not taking a shot this early in the morning. I don't need to be. A, I don't need what to be. A, it's five o'clock. Take a shot of Robitussin. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> Robitussin. All right, so uh, let's get uh, speaking get of taking shots. Let's get uh, Harry up early in Vegas uh, or go to bed late. I'm not sure which he's doing. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis bring in now uh harry gagnon he is out in las vegas at aao harry uh harry you've been killing it with gambling picks this week let's dive right into it the weekend slate coming up what do you like the best in the nfl this weekend you know what i hey clay how are you man i'm doing uh, well thanks for getting up early with us or going to bed late whichever the case may be on the west coast you know what i'm uh, i'm liking the seahawks a lot clay uh the seahawks have won uh six or seven uh and they have scored 27 or more points in the last eight of nine games. Well, we all know that Russell Wilson has been phenomenal with his 20, 26 total touchdowns, just has two picks. But Philly struggled to get any offense going at home last week versus the Patriots. The Eagles are just 23rd in the league in total offense and scored more than 21 points just two of the last five games. Wentz really isn't getting it done. Wilson and the Seahawks are 5-0 and straight up and 4-1 and against the spread in the last five trips to the East Coast. And Seattle is an amazing 9-0 and against the spread. I know they're a small dog, but 9-0 and against the spread in the last nine as an underdog. Uh, what else do you like in the NFL? So that's an interesting one on the, uh, on the Seahawks. Let me stop right here with you. Uh, if you had to pick right now, what is your Super Bowl matchup? Like, which two teams do you think with five games to go in the NFL are the best in the AFC and the NFC? Boy, you know, I think I still have to go – with the uh, with the Patriots, uh, it's going to be hard to to dethrone them. Um, Kansas City didn't look spectacular, uh, you know. Again on uh, Monday night, with a, they escaped against the Chargers, uh, they can't stop the run really. Uh, I just think the Patriots have too many weapons overall. 
I know we need to improve the running game, but still Brady and Belichick, I think it's going to be I think even though Baltimore did beat them, I think at the end when it comes down to the playoffs, still not maybe Baltimore's time. I know they do do a lot of different things on offense and the tight end, Mark Andrews, is their best receiver, but I still think the Patriots are the team to come out of the AFC and the NFC. Oh, boy, you know, I don't think we've seen the best out of the Packers yet. I think they still can get there. I mean, I think they're a very underrated team. Uh, Preston Wilson on defense has 10 sacks. That guy's underrated. And another guy who's very underrated is Aaron Jones. I mean, this guy's got a 1,000 total yards play. He's got 14 total touchdowns. And I don't think we've seen the best out of Green Bay yet, and I think we're going to see a lot of that maybe come out on Sunday night when they play San Francisco. You know, we got a big game tomorrow, uh, which I know a lot of times people are like, oh, Thursday night football, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme. This is a massive game uh, with the Texans coming yeah. off of that poor performance against the Ravens and the Colts rolling into town. They've already beaten the Texans once. What do you see here with the Texans uh, taking out three-and-a-half-point uh, favorite or so in what is a massive game in terms of taking control of the AFC South? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think that the Colts definitely can win here. Uh, they've, they've they beat them in the playoffs last year in, in Houston um, by two touchdowns. <clears throat> I know um, the injury to Marlon Mack is going to be going to tough for them to overcome, but they're still uh, in the eleventh in total uh, offense in the league. Uh, they're two and two on the road this year, but the point differential differential has been even. Um, I don't know. This is a huge game, but I think Jacoby Brissett has been blossoming into a really good quarterback here. He doesn't make many mistakes. He's only got four picks. He's got 15 total touchdowns. And I just think that the Colts overall right now are a better team than the Texans. The Texans can't really get things going running the ball, and they're all over the place, the Texans. Look how bad they looked last week. Once once they start falling down, they can't come back from that. Sean Watson didn't know what to do. I think Indy's a better team here, and I think they get it done, and they win the second for the second time against the Texans this year and take control of the AFC South. What about uh, college football? I mean, this line is crazy to me with Penn State giving up 18 uh, to uh, to Ohio State. Are you still inclined to play the Buckeyes in what is probably the biggest game of the weekend in uh, in college football, or do you uh, or do you think Penn State's a value play here? You know, I think Penn State is a value play. Uh, the last three times they played, Ohio State won by one by one. And then three years ago, Penn State won by three. So three years in a row, three years in a row, this matchup has been very close. I think Sean Clifford, a quarterback, is very underrated. He's got a tough guy. I mean, he's got 28 total touchdowns. I think we're going to see a bigger game out of KJ Hamlet, their wide receiver. He only had two receptions last week. Um, I think this is a game that's going to be close. I mean, you look at Ohio State and what they've done. Obviously, their stats are crazy, and the field is unbelievable with 31 passing touchdowns, only one interception. J.K. Dobbins got almost 1,300 yards rushing. But you know what? I still think 18 points here in a matchup where Penn State has been in every one of their games, and they probably should have pulled that game out against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. But they're still a very proud team, and I think they get a close. They get to keep this game close within the 18 points. That's a lot of. That's a huge number, Clay. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, that's absolutely staggering, especially for again a big kickoff at noon, and and the way that Penn State has played against Ohio State. Not only has Ohio State won the last two games by a point each game, Penn State's given those games away. Really, yeah. Penn State should have won two years ago at Ohio State and. Last year up in uh, in uh, Happy Valley, I was there in person. That should have been mm-hmm. a Penn State win. So 
to your point, I think it's important that Penn State, the people on that team, know they can play with Ohio State. Doesn't mean necessarily that they will. Ohio State has won every game by 24, but at some point you get in one of those phone booth style games and the fact that Ohio State hasn't really had to make plays under pressure all year, it could be an intriguing aspect, whereas Penn State has played, I think, a little bit more of, uh, of challenging games and had to make some plays down the stretch and Play. had to get off the field with important third downs and whatnot. I'll tell you this. At the end, at the end of the Penn State-Indiana game last week, I was watching, and, it, and Sean Clifford was upset on the sideline. You could see him not where they gave up another touchdown at the end. He wasn't happy with the way the game ended. Yeah. And he gave it to his defense a little bit. They're like, we got to be better than this going in the next week. So I think Sean Clifford is going to be the key here. I think he's going to play tough, and that 18 points is huge. Uh, not only that, remember, Sean Clifford is reacting. I mean, he said he had to get off social media because of all the negativity he got after the three-interception yeah. performance against Minnesota, including death threats, which is, I mean, come on. I mean, the, 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 the craziness that we get on a day-to-day basis on social media, it's such a noxious, uh, negative atmosphere. I don't blame any college kid uh, who decides not to spend very much time on it or, or any pro athlete, mm-hmm. uh, for that matter. Uh, all right, uh, last uh, question here. Any other college football or uh, NFL games that you love <laughs> from a gambling perspective heading into the weekend? You know what? I, I think a big number also play in the SEC there is uh, Texas A&M getting yeah. 13 from Georgia. Uh, A&M's a, a solid 7-3. and three. There, No one has played a tougher schedule in the country than A&M. They've had to play Clemson, Auburn, Alabama. they got this game against Georgia, and they still have LSU to play. Yeah. And then three losses, Clemson by 14 in Clemson, respectable, lost by 8 to Auburn and 19 to Alabama. Uh, I, I mean, Kelly Mond, the quarterback, he's got 25 total touchdowns. He's got 2,500 yards. The running back Isaiah Spiller's been good. He's got eight total touchdowns. Georgia lost, remember, lost to South Carolina. And last week, A&M beat South Carolina by 24, so they have a common opponent here. Um, I think that might be too many here. And I think, uh, you know, A&M on the road, uh, they're 4-1 straight up, 5-0 and against the spread uh, on the road uh, after consecutive home games, 3-1 um, against the spread in the last four as a dog. I-, I like A&M here to cover the spread. I do too. I bet that one at 14 when it came out and it's dipped down a little bit to 13, but I I think this Georgia offense, it's hard to believe against a decent opponent that they're going to be able to win uh, by uh, by more than two touchdowns. I think it's a great one as well. Harry, uh, appreciate you getting up early with us, my man. You got it. Always great. Uh, That is Harry Gagnon. You can find him at AAO Harry. Uh, Thank him for getting up early in Vegas and coming and hanging out uh, with us. When we come back, Antonio Brown apologized to the Patriots, and a ton of Patriots players were liking his Instagram post. Crazy question for you. Could Antonio Brown be trying to set up a return to the Patriots? Think about it. Next on OutKick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be If you missed it yesterday, and I certainly understand how you could have missed it, Antonio Brown went on social media and said, Mr. Kraft, I apologize sincerely to you and your organization. All I wanted to be was an asset to the organization. Sorry for the bad media and the drama. Thank you sincerely, AB. A lot of different Patriot players liked the post. And the minute I saw this, I started thinking, wow, Is this possible? Could the Patriots pick Antonio Brown back up for the stretch run of the season because they need help on the offensive side of the ball? The Patriots right now, I don't think it surprises anybody out there, are incredible when it comes to their defense. But if you are keeping tabs and you're paying attention and you're thinking to yourself, okay, what is the breakdown here? As you move through the season, I want to hit you with these Patriot offensive stats right now. This year, the Patriots rank 23rd overall in rushing yards per game. They rank 30th in yards per carry. They are the 27th best team in the NFL at third down conversion percentage. 
and red zone scoring percentage, they rank 20th. Those are woeful when you consider the historic uh, averages for Tom Brady and this Patriots offense. And the reason why they're bad, the offensive line has not been very good. There's no doubt there. They've had a lot of injuries. But also, there's no real playmaker that terrifies you, right? There's nobody who can take the top off this defense right now. Look, Julian Edelman's great as a slot receiver getting open over the middle. I think that there's no doubt that uh, that Muhammad has been a solid addition as well. But Antonio Brown is the difference maker for an offense like this. And I understand everything that Antonio Brown did. I understand all of the distractions that he represented. But the Patriots right now are sitting at 9-1 and one with, uh, with six games to go. Why not try the idea of bringing back Antonio Brown again? Antonio Brown met with the NFL last week. There has been no official news come down about his suspension or the NFL's findings in that investigation. But why not roll the dice and make the take the chance of signing Antonio Brown, given to me the risk-reward here, which seems slanted almost entirely on the reward side. The risk is what at this point in time? You sign Antonio Brown, and he flips out on social media again, and you release him. I, I don't understand how that is a major negative here. Uh, to me, the risk is almost non-existent, and the reward is substantial. If I am a businessman, if I'm an owner like Robert Kraft, then this is a decision that I'm thinking about making, and that's what I immediately thought when this post went up, is, oh man, this is clear what's going on here. The fact that Tom Brady and a bunch of other Patriots, including Julian Edelman, liked the apology on Instagram, to me means this feels calculated. Like maybe there's some behind-the-scenes conversations that are going on where, uh, you know, if you're from, if you're wondering why did Antonio Brown apologize to Robert Kraft, it was because Antonio Brown has lost his mind on social media several times, including bringing up the arrest, uh, the, the charges that were filed against uh, Robert Kraft down in Florida associated with the, the massage parlor. But if you right now are looking at this situation, how is this not an incredible risk worth taking for the Patriots? If you believe that your defense is stout, and I don't think there's any doubt that the defense is incredibly stout for the New England Patriots, you're playing this weekend against the Cowboys, so Antonio Brown's not going to be back this week. But after this Cowboys game, you would have five games left and the place playoffs. Why would you not bring him in, particularly if you told Antonio Brown, hey, you aren't allowed to post on social media for the rest of this season? How much trouble could he actually cause for you if you set those parameters and he agreed to them? I would do it in a heartbeat. As much as I think Antonio Brown is at times an imbecile, I think he's an imbecile that helps you have a better chance of winning important games. I'd sign him. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. College football playoff ratings came out last night. Um, not really any major surprise. Number one overall, LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Georgia. Right on the outside looking in, Alabama at five, uh, Oregon at six, and Utah at seven. I believe those are the seven teams that will be fighting for the four playoff spots. 
Penn State on the outside looking in. Minnesota on the outside looking in. Those teams have no margin for error. They have to win out. Penn State, obviously, with the big game against Ohio State this weekend. Oklahoma, uh, hopeful that they can somehow get some chaos in front of them and climb up. Same is true for Baylor. That would be your college football playoff picture in a nutshell. As we went to break uh, in that last segment, we were talking about Antonio Brown issuing a public apology to Robert Kraft and that I believed it made sense for the Patriots potentially to re-sign uh, Antonio Brown based on how woeful their offense has been through 10 games of this season as they project going forward for the final six. Now this weekend, the Patriots go up against the Dallas Cowboys who have the best statistical offense in terms of yards per game produced in the entire NFL. It will be an intriguing battle to see what happens in that as a signature big-time game. Six and four Dallas Cowboys go on the road in Foxborough against nine and one New England Patriots. But the fact that Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and many other famous and, and high-profile Patriot players were liking Antonio Brown's Instagram post makes me believe that there is a chance that this is a ploy for Antonio Brown to get back into the owner Robert Kraft's good graces and get re-signed by the New England Patriots for this stretch run. You'll recall there had been the rumors, oh, Rob Gronkowski's going to come back. That's not happening now. If the Patriots want to find an offensive weapon to be able to make a difference, they traded for Mohamed Sanu. They obviously have Julian Edelman. Their offensive line is getting back healthy together. Sony Michelle has not been that productive as a running back. What they really need, I believe, is a playmaking wide receiver who can take the top off the defense. Guess who that is? That's A.B. That's Antonio Brown. I am a guy who will overlook all sorts of problems if you got a lot of talent. And A.B., there's no doubt, has a lot of problems, and he's already had some of those problems blow up on him at the New England Patriots already. But if I think about what he could be capable of down the stretch run of the season for five weeks uh, after this Patriots game against the Cowboys, plus what he could represent in the postseason, you're already the most hated team in the NFL. What more do you have to lose here if you're the Patriots? If I were Robert Kraft, I would sign Antonio Brown and bring him in and see if he could help my team on the offensive side of the ball down the, stre uh, down the stretch. Now, what do I always like to say? So long as your talent exceeds your problems, I will find a spot for you on my team. And I think right now, given the fact that Antonio Brown is participating in the NFL investigation, that by and large he has not gone off the reservation of late, assuming he has stayed in shape and assuming he is ready to play football, I bring him in. Danny G, are you with me or against me in that in that decision? If if I were Robert Kraft right now, I would sign Antonio Brown. I need to know more because they sat down with him for eight hours. Yeah, what did they find out in those eight hours? And did he turn in? Uh, I read that they wanted uh, some evidence from him. They were asking for certain things, and we don't know if he provided what the NFL asked him for. So we still need to know if he's guilty or not from these accusations. But see, I don't even need to know. If the NFL suspends him, that makes it easy for me. He's not going to play. Well, guilty in their eyes is what I mean. In other words, are they going to put him on the commissioner's list? Yeah, right. But if that happens, then you just pull him off your team. Well, it's why go through all that, especially when you already went after the but Don? Is it that much of a go is it that much of an issue to go through? Well, I mean, going after 
the Patriots owner was a mistake. Yeah, there's no I, doubt. Look, Antonio Brown is an idiot, and I said as well, I went Well, but to I break, think it's a mistake I don't know if you could come back from. Uh, well, I think if you're talented enough, you can come back from any mistake. I don't know. I, I think that because of the way the Patriots do take chances but at the same time do not like distractions, I don't think Belichick would go for it. I would sign him. And I, my rule, if I were Robert Kraft, I would say I'll sign you but no no statements on social media not going to happen for the rest of this season. AB can't help himself. Well, if he can't, he's so if the, unstable. But I mean, if that's if you that's saw the case, him sending those slurs to the NFL yeah. and then right yeah, right. after right afterwards I mean, I saying got, I just kidding, psycho- I want to play again. I think he's got psychological issues, mental health issues. Doesn't mean he's not a talented football player and I think this is true for a lot of people. Uh I think that social media exacerbates in other words makes worse many people's mental health issues because sometimes I'll I don't spend that much time in mentions like uh you know seeing what people say but every now and then I see something I'm like this person is crazy I just got to block them right like I think that there is the people who are the most active on social media I think have more more common uh health mental health issues than would be the case across the population. In other words, I think that people with mental health issues over-index on the amount of time they spend on social media. And I don't know why that is. I don't know whether it's like a stimulus to them. I don't know whether it's an addiction. But some of the things that I see posted, and look, this is not just, I'm not just singling out Antonio Brown. I mean, this same week, we had the Penn State quarterback say yeah you know like I had to get off social media because I was getting death threats because of the way that I played against Minnesota like dude you went you're nine and one you're a top 10 team you didn't play well on the road against Minnesota okay but that's a sign of a lot of people being mentally unstable and so I think that Antonio Brown is mentally unstable and I've said this for a while I think that being on social media makes him worse Right, um, and so yeah, he's emotionally venting correct. through that platform. So I, I'm what, what about you, the if, grievance, though? He filed that grievance against the Patriots, one of the many. I mean, I understand he wants his money back. You could potentially get a settlement with him and say, "Hey, drop the grievance. We're going to bring you back. We'll pay you four million dollars to play the last five games of the season, or whatever the heck it is that he would be uh, eligible to play, to pay to play." Assuming they're still substantially under the salary cap, you could also give him some incentives. Hey, if we win the Super Bowl, you get X. If we win advance to the Super Bowl, you get Y. All of those things could make, I think, a lot of sense. But one of the conditions that I would have if I were Robert Kraft is I would sit down with Antonio Brown and say, look, you're an incredible wide receiver. I think you're a knucklehead on social media, and I don't want you to be a distraction for our team. No more tweeting about my past life in the, uh, in the salon. Yeah, but what's wild is, remember when Antonio Brown actually talked to the media as a member of the New England Patriots, he sounded like a Patriot. Like, he was smart enough to know what he should say in response to almost every question. So, I think this is, to me, frankly, a no-brainer if Robert Kraft could find it in his uh, in his you know soul, so to speak, to forgive the stupidity of Antonio Brown and recognize that while he may not be a great person – He is a great wide receiver who offers a lot of uh, possibility for this offense. The fact that Julian Edelman and Tom Brady are liking his apology makes me think it's part of an attempt for Antonio Brown to come back to the Patriots. Would you do it, Dub? 
I absolutely would do it. And if you look at the three games the Patriots have played against teams with a winning record at the time that they played them, they put up 16 points against the Bills, they put up 20 points against the Ravens, and they put up 17 points against the Eagles last week. That is not going to get it done against the good teams. And you got to be honest with yourself. I mean, the Pats are going to sit him down and they're going to say, hey, A.B., delete every single social media app from your phone. And honestly, the Patriots... They've got enough experience with spy gear in their past that they can probably <laughs> tap into his phone and be able to see if he re-downloads Twitter or Instagram. And as soon as he does, they cut him. I think it's a pretty easy solution. Yeah, look, I think you can just say, make it clear. Like, we're writing into your contract that you cannot post. It's crazy that you'd have to do this, but I think it would make sense. You cannot post on Instagram and Twitter. And if you need to write it in a way where he's getting paid not to do it, right, we'll give you a $500,000 bonus if you fulfill the terms of uh, of this condition. And if you go on social media and you post something that is inflammatory or behave in a manner that uh, that is disrespectful to the organization or any of our players, coaches, or owners, then you're gone. And Antonio Brown has to understand that there is no second chance if he wants to get back. That's the standard that I would put in place. Eddie Garcia, crazy or smart to bring back Antonio Brown? Uh, well, crazy. I got to no, I got to say crazy because you know you, you're talking about sitting down with Antonio Brown like he's in a he's a reasonable person, and you're going to explain to him like you're talking to a reasonable person. Here are the rules, but he's not going to listen to that. You might as well tell him I don't want you to breathe or eat. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to work. I think for Antonio Brown, you try and lay the groundwork for a return next season by not doing anything stupid. Uh, and and demonstrating that you're capable of staying off social media and and causing controversy, which I don't think he's capable of doing. But if you want to come back next year, show teams, show the league that you can do that, stay out of trouble, and then next year come back. But I yeah. don't see it happening this year. See, I actually think it's harder for him to stay out of trouble for next season because of the off season and how much time he has to fill. Most people get in trouble, and you guys, you know, know this, and this is why sometimes coaches. Uh, in college, we'll have early morning workouts. Now, I understand some people are just morning people and they wake up and they feel phenomenal and they morning and they want to have a rush. But I remember John Chaney back in the day at Temple, like, why in the world do you have 6 a.m. basketball practices? It was like, you know, if guys have to get up at 6 a.m., it's hard for them to be out the night before. And so most people get in trouble in the grand scheme of things when they have a lot of free time and they don't have anything to fill that free time with. So I actually think Antonio Brown is more likely to get in trouble out of the season in football than he is during the season. So I don't buy I don't think he's any way that Antonio Brown is going to go from February all the way up to training camp starting and staying out of trouble on social media. I just don't buy that's going to happen. But could he stay out of trouble from Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving week all the way up to uh President's Day? I mean it's like 6 weeks, 8 weeks, whatever the heck that is, 6 weeks, right? eight weeks, whatever the, whatever the math is on that, I think that's possible. I think it's a lot less likely that he stays out of trouble from February all the way up until you know the start of training camps, which is what he would need to do. I'd be more troubled by that having him under contract. But for the next five weeks, I think it can make a ton of sense. What about you, uh, uh, Roberto? Would you do it? Uh, I mean, if you're the Patriots, I guess you, you have to. But, I mean, the most he's ever been off social media was like the first two weeks he was with the Patriots, and then that was about it. I mean, it's not it, it, it wouldn't work, and – the problem with the Patriots is that Antonio Brown doesn't play offensive line. That's the biggest problem. They have the same running backs as they did last year. Sony Michelle's still there, and, and the running game is not the same because their offensive line is terrible. 
they're starting to get back some healthy linemen. I saw their left tackles coming back this week uh, against the Cowboys, which I think will make a substantial amount of sense, or right tackle. I'm not sure which one. Somebody can look up the exact health situation there. But I think the, the offensive stats that I ran through, which are woeful and awful for the New England Patriots, plus as Dub pointed out, the, what they've scored against teams with a winning record this year, they haven't scored above 20 points against a team with a winning record all year, right, Dub? Yeah, 16 against the Bills, 20 points against the Ravens, and 17 last week against the Eagles. All right, that's that, if I'm looking at that, is a glaring flaw, and Tom Brady is smart enough to see that. The Patriots, if you want to criticize their 9-1 and record, have played a relatively weak 9-1 and record. As you mentioned, just three teams with winning records, and they've played close games against all three of those. Uh, their defense has been great, but at some point in time in the postseason, you need playmakers. You can't just rely on your defense being extraordinary the entire time. So I think the play here is pretty straightforward. Go sign Antonio Brown, bring him in as a weapon for the New England Patriots. Uh, when we come back, we will discuss that and more with Jeff Schwartz, who is uh, obviously one of our NFL insiders. He also set in on the show on uh, Friday of last week alongside of Jason Martin. I want to get his thoughts as a guy who played in the NFL about uh, Miles Garrett hitting uh, Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet, the wildest thing he's ever seen or heard on the football field during an NFL game, and what he would have thought if that entire brawl had erupted as he was playing. Remember, his brother Mitchell is on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We'll also see what he thought of the Chiefs game against the Chargers and see what he believes should be the future of Phillip Rivers as we discussed on Tuesday coming out of that game yesterday, uh, what makes the most sense. All that's still to come. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now Jeff Schwartz, guest hosted the show on Friday when I was down officiating a wedding in Florida and got the craziness of the Miles Garrett story to erupt right in front of him late on Thursday night. Jeff, were you still up watching the game when that Miles Garrett story happened? Because I'll be honest with you, I was uh, down in uh, our Florida hotel. My wife had already fallen asleep. I was watching the game, and with like 45 seconds to go, I was like, ah, this game, nothing's going to happen. I turned it off. And then my phone blew up and everybody's like, oh, my God, are you watching, you know, what's happening? So I went back and watched and saw everything. Um, Pretty wild to see what happened. But were you watching live or had you already tuned out as well? So I turned it off about three minutes left because I had had the Steelers plus three and I was like kind of holding out hope. Yeah. And the Browns scored late and I was like, all right, well, this is not, this is a boring game. I'm going to get some sleep. And so I was actually just like kind of scrolling through Twitter with the TV off. And then I saw it happen. I actually never, I don't even turn the game back on. I just like watched it happen through Twitter. Yep. And then I just said like, you know, obviously this is bad. And then I went to sleep and I woke up for the show in the morning and went and went, you know, went back to game pass and watched the whole thing a couple times through to make sure that I had like the facts right about what happened. And then um, it's just so interesting how this conversation has just not, it's been very, I guess not odd, but just, see people not really understand what happened and why people got suspended for what they did. Um, you know, people, the players got suspended, all three of them. It happened after Miles Garrett hit Rudolph with his helmet. Yeah. Before that, before that time, no one was getting suspended. It was only going to be fines. That was it. And the people that think that Rudolph should be suspended because he got hit in the head with his own helmet, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And, and I don't think people understand that. And I think there's, there is a little bit, uh, some other biases that are playing um, into the, into some of the conversation, but it's very simple to me. It kind of it kind of upset me that a lot of people didn't really get that, especially people like I respected and former players that were like, "Yeah, he wanted that smoke, he got that smoke." What are you talking about? No one, we, no one. We know in the NFL you don't hit each other with, with helmets. Yeah, if it's a fist fight, fine. We've all been in fights on the NFL field before. If we wanted to fight someone, we just punch each other. We didn't. And, and I think the conversation would have been different had. 
Garrett hit him with the crown of the helmet. Because that would have that would have cut his head open, and and that would have been a different conversation, I think, than what we're having now. So, what's the wildest thing that you ever saw happen on a football field? So I was I don't remember this, but I was on the team when Steve Smith like punched the dude from behind in the practice field. Like I was that was I was a rookie. Like that was like the third day of camp for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember I don't remember anything of it. Like because when you're a rookie, you're just like you have the blinders on. You're just doing your job. But that was, um, and then I, I did see a fight in 2010 or it would have been 2010, 09 maybe. Um, it was 2010 because, um, and uh, a guy, um, an offensive lineman, uh, fought a practice squad player in week 17 because the guy was going too hard, not surprising. And uh, he got his helmet off and he cocked back to hit him in the head with his helmet and he stopped, obviously, because like he realized what he was doing. That would have been bad. I mean, he would have killed them. It was it was bad. So, I mean, there's been fight. I've been in a fight before. I got my helmet knocked off. I got punched in the face. Like it, it's, fights happen. And that's what the thing about it is, is people talk about this. Like, especially as NFL players, like guys, we know fights. We know guys take each other's helmets off during fights. It happens all the time. Why is this any different than Mason Rudolph trying to take his helmet off? That happens all the time in a football fight. Um, and Miles Garrett, what he did is inexcusable. And I hope they do not reduce his suspension. Now they might reduce it. By saying that it's you know six games plus the playoffs, so they're not not definite suspension. But if they reduce this at all, that's setting a very bad precedent that this is basically allowed in the NFL. And um, I hope they do not do it. Because I think James Thrash, his appeals officer, is well known for reducing suspension. So yeah, um, I hope that doesn't happen. So uh, with the analogy that I would make is everybody has seen a batter charge the mound. It's almost never happens that a batter charges the mound with the bat still in his hand, right? I mean, that like even in your furious and you feel like you're getting thrown at, it's almost never happens that a baseball player would go to the mound with the bat and try to swing it at the pitcher, right? Like now throwing a punch, tackling, all that stuff happens and you're going to get suspended regardless, you know, when you charge the mound. Uh, but to me, that is uh, that's one way to kind of distinguish it in general. But I wanted to get your thoughts on that, uh, as uh, I think the appeals being heard today, right in Cleveland. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll see what uh, what ends up uh, transpiring there with uh, with Miles Garrett. Now, uh, in terms of what we were talking about right before you came on, I said that based on Antonio Brown going on Instagram and apologizing to Robert Kraft, this feels like an attempt from Antonio Brown to get picked back up by the Patriots again. Do you buy that as a uh, the, the motivation for his uh, for his post on uh, Instagram? Would you advise the Patriots, purely from a football perspective, to bring back Antonio Brown? Well, the reason why you cannot do it right now is because you do not know if he will be able to play. So you know, you might sign him, and you know, the NFL puts him right on the commissioner's exempt list, and you wait for the investigation to be done with the NFL, which we know could take forever, and and you don't actually get to use him. Or you, know, you bring him in, and then right away, um, you know, he's able to play, and you work out some chemistry, and then, you know, four weeks later, he's suspended. So I would say that you cannot um, – you can't do it. I, he would be great for the team. They need that, need that help, but you just can't do it right now. Um, and plus, you know, that tweet was clearly written by his agent or by his, you know, his representative. Like, you need to talk to, to actual – like, actually to Antonio Brown and figure out what's happening because – you shown erratic behavior, and, and how do you how do the Patriots go back to that guy, knowing that he has that behavior? Especially when look, you added Sanu and Keel Harry had his first game the other day. Um, 
I don't know if you want to bring Antonio Brown back in the locker room. I feel like if he gets cleared by the NFL, which I don't think that's going to happen, um, then maybe you, you bring him back. But until that point, I would say no. I my my position is take him, uh, and you're right about the commissioner's exempt list and the suspensions and all those things. But to me, that's the equivalent of an injury. Uh, you don't know a guy's going to stay healthy, and you think about what he could do with Mohamed Sanu and what he could do with Julian Edelman. That's a really solid wide receiving trio for yeah, Tom Brady. But, yeah, but 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 the goal is to have him healthy, is to have him ready to go for the playoffs. I mean, they're gonna they're good enough to like beat the Cowboys this weekend. I mean, they're gonna end up with one or two losses. Um, you know, they'll beat the Chiefs at home, and and so it's about for the playoffs. And if you like, if you develop chemistry with him. In the regular season, all of a sudden, week 14, week 15, he's now suspended and can't play in the playoffs. I think that's almost more of a detriment, you know, because Tom Brady now loses another weapon that he became comfortable with and has to go back to using Sanu and Harry. I would try to work on getting that chemistry together before you send Antonio Brown. Uh, the Chargers. What in the world would you do with Phillip Rivers? You watched Monday Night Football like yeah. a lot of our listening audience did here right now. Phillip Rivers has thrown a couple stats for you. Seven interceptions in the last two weeks. He has the second most interceptions in the uh, entirety of the yeah. uh, of the NFL behind Jameis Winston. What do you do with 14 interceptions? Phillip Rivers looks like a shell of himself. His passer rating is about 10 points lower than it has been historically. What do the Chargers do? Um, I mean, you have to get to ride out the season with him, and then I think you move on. I think you can get out after this year. He'll be a phrase in one or two. Um, I would go after Cam Newton. Um, you know, you're moving to a new stadium as a second tenant, and no one cares about you in the first place. So you have to make a splash, you know, a quarterback, right? Because you need someone that's kind of maybe polarizing, or someone that um, is exciting. And like, Cam Newton, obviously, can be that guy. Um, I know people have mentioned, you know, Tua as being an option, you know, in the draft. Uh, I, I just, I think Tua's going to, he'll be a value pick. I don't think. He'll be drafted in the first 15 or 16 picks, and I think he even gets maybe out of the first round. Think about with Tua, guys. Um, it's not just a hip injury. It's now he's had three surgeries in about a year now, right? Yeah. He had two ankle surgeries and now a hip surgery. That is a lot of wear and tear for a young quarterback. Look around the NFL. How many quarterbacks get drafted that even have one surgery? I mean, Deshaun Watson, I think, had an ACL. Otherwise, he played three healthy years. Right? I mean, look at Herbert right now from Love. Uh, Burrow, none of them have been injured. And now you have two of three injuries, and we know that you know pros out of Alabama often get really beat up in the NFL. And so um, I just think that, that I think I think teams are going to be leery of signing him. I, I just I, I know people hate my opinion on that. I tweeted the other day, I think he falls out of the first round. Plus, you know, you don't want to guarantee him money. And in the first round, a lot of guys get a ton of guaranteed money. Um, I just, I know he's very talented. I just can't, I can't see him going high in the draft still. So if you were the Chargers, you know you're not going to probably be able to get Joe Burrow, but you would be theoretically maybe able to get Justin Herbert. Would that be a guy that you were interested in trying to build your franchise around, or would you rather go in the route that you just said, uh, like you live in Charlotte right now, would you rather go grab Cam Newton? I guess it depends on your evaluation of, uh, of Justin Herbert. I'll tell you, you know, someone obviously who's an Oregon fan, um, the last three weeks or so, it's been a different player. He's been a a player that's been more aggressive. Um, I think that halftime of Washington game, whatever happened, kind of changed who he is as quarterback. Um, I think you have to surround Justin with a really strong personality, like a strong teacher, a strong personality, a quarterback coach. And if you just surround him with kind of like a kind of like just like a nobody who just kind of will just kind of you know hands off type of coach, 
I don't think it's going to work for Herbert. So if you if you draft Herbert, you got to make sure that you have someone that can really push him because I think he needs that. Um, I I kind of would go get a splash. I go get Cam Newton if you can. I mean, can you imagine you, you know you open a brand new stadium, you got Cam Newton there. Feels a lot different than having Justin Herbert there. Does Cam have anything left? Oh, that's really a question, right? I mean, he went healthy. He played well last year. Remember, the Panthers were six and two, and if you look at his numbers, he was he was, the, he was completing the most of, of his career. Was very efficient. And, when he was doing the offense. I mean, he looked really good last year. But the problem is, you said it's trust. Look, I can't say that, that Tua is a, is a liability with all the injuries and not say Cam is, um, which he definitely is. But if he's healthy, he's worth a one-year deal. The thing with Cam, and this is what I'm interested to find out, is you know, we could see an Andrew Luck situation if Cam is not if Cam is released, not traded. Obviously, if he's traded, he probably has to play. Um, but, you know, Cam has been really beat up. And he has other interests outside of football. Um and I just don't know if he wants to do this again, you know, just kind of go through the process of being beat up. And I don't know if he wants to take far less money. If you're going to go to the Chargers, let's say, um, not a trainer, right, he's a free agent, um, you're not going to get a lot of money. And some guys have a limit. Hey, I'm only going to play for X amount of money in my, in my 10th year, and if I don't get that, I don't get that. What are the Bears going to do? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they, they're a wreck. Look, I, how do you trust Ryan Pace to, to draft a quarterback? Do you remember that you see the article about two weeks ago that about how they how they scouted Trubisky and basically like he liked it he liked that he drove a, a beat up car and he was down to earth like all things that really don't actually matter to playing football. Um, so how do you trust him to draft a quarterback again? Uh, I think that's that's the route they have to go because they have a bunch of players that, that have high contracts. It doesn't make sense to spend like thirty million on Teddy Bridgewater. So I don't even draft a quarterback. I just I don't know if I trust. Ryan Pace to draft the right guy. I mean, Deshaun Watson was – he even considered Deshaun Watson. I get not considering Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes was just, you know, three or four teams really, really loved him. But he didn't even consider Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson showed all the traits in college that he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. What do you think – speaking of Deshaun Watson, uh, he was awful. And the Ravens just dominated the Texans. But to, big game tomorrow with the Colts going on the road against the Texans. What do you anticipate in that game? How would you play it? Yeah, I was very surprised uh, about the Texans' performance the other week. They were off a bye, too. They looked completely lost. And that obviously shows you that um, Bill O'Brien is not a good coach. I mean, how, yeah. do you, how do you come off a bye? And their offense, their offense just didn't look crisp at all. Um, I think they bounce back and, and win this game. You know, the Colts have played well, but they're just – you know, last week was their first like big win of the season. They really have not won games pretty big. They kind of win pretty ugly. Um, and I think that the, the Texans just need this game. And I think they're just better than the Colts. But again, the Sun Watson have to play better. I don't understand. I just don't understand that game whatsoever. The Ravens, you'll credit them. They're playing well. Um, but I, I just I didn't trust them. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. When it comes to the Chiefs, and I know your brother's on the offensive line for the Chiefs, is it crazy that I thought the Chiefs looked better in a loss against the Titans? Again, even though they lost, uh, I thought that the Chiefs, they shouldn't have lost that game against the Titans. Correct. And I thought they looked better than the game against the Chargers, where I thought, yeah, the Chiefs won, but that was more about the Chargers and Phillip Rivers imploding than it was the Chiefs looking like a good football team. Well, defensively, the Chiefs played a lot better against the Chargers, much as you want to, you know, say rip. I mean, they, they made a couple plays. There's a video that was put out about how they ran this kind of cool little cover two look, and they kind of fooled, fooled Philip Rivers and throw in the first interception to, to the Honey Badger. So, I mean, defensively, Frank Clark, by the way, they traded for 
finally had like a game that we could be like, oh, that's why they traded for Frank Clark. It took him about 10 weeks and they finally had one. So those, I think, are great. Against the Titans, they had none of those. Now, offensively, obviously, is where the, you know, the concern is. But um, you know, they have a bye week now. They're going to the bye. Uh, they'll relax. They'll get healthy. They'll get, I, have no, I have no fears about the offense. Um, the problem, obviously, is defensively. And if the defense can show up like they did against the Vikings, against uh, um, the Chargers, then they have a chance to go find the playoffs. If not, they'll lose, you know, lose their first or second game. We're into the final five weeks of the season. If you were picking right now, what's your Super Bowl? Uh, Saints-Patriots. Um, you know, I look, the Lamar Jackson, Ravens, um, I've been wrong about them. I thought they would, this offense would not work. Um, but I'm still taking the Patriots until otherwise. It's kind of my, the way I do things. You know, I either gamble on the Patriots or gamble on no one else in a game, right? Or you take the Patriots or not really no one else to win the AFC. Um, if it goes through Foxborough, which it looks likely to happen, right? The Ravens still have to play the Rams, the 49ers. Um, you know, there's some, there's some winnable, uh, losable games that the Patriots really have their, a lot of their tough games at home. So I'm going to win all those games. Um, I'm taking that in, in the, in the NFC, the Saints are just, I think, a little bit more complete than the Niners are. Um, they play good defense and just quarterback. There's a better quarterback. And, and, and if they get home to an advantage, which is likely because they play the Niners in a couple weekends um, in New Orleans, then I'll take the Saints. Uh, all right, as we come down the stretch of the, uh, of the college football playoffs, the rankings came out yesterday, you said yeah. earlier, you're an Oregon Duck, and we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Do you think Oregon ends up in the playoff? Um, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know, know Pac-12 team does. I, I just. I don't have any confidence that you know if Alabama beats Auburn with a backup quarterback and ends up eleven and one. I have no confidence whatsoever that like a twelve and one Oregon team will get in over them. Why? Why would they all of a sudden you know switch spots? Uh, Oregon will have you know beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, so they'll have a top ten win. Alabama will just beat Auburn, who's like 11 right now. I don't really see – there's no history, by the way, of the committee deciding to just jump Alabama like this. So, um, no, I don't think we get in. Um, if, if Alabama wins the, the Auburn game with the backup quarterback, no. And, and, look, Oregon. if Oregon, by the way, wins out, they'll be the first team, I think, in the playoff era to go 10-0 and in their conference, um, which is pretty amazing to win 10, all 10, you know, nine conference games plus the championship game. By the way, Utah – is really good. I don't think Oregon will be even favored in the Pacto Championship game. Um, but no, I don't. I think Alabama's in. If Alabama beats Auburn, I think they're in, unless Georgia beats LSU, and then both Georgia and LSU are in. Good stuff, as always. We'll talk to you next week, my man. All right, take care, guys. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know how much attention this has gotten, but I want to actually cross my fingers and open up the phone lines to start off hour three. We don't have any guests scheduled in hour three, and I want to get your takeaways on this. So a couple of years ago, and if you listen to this show, you know we talked about it a decent amount. In the wake of the Colin Kaepernick mess, the NFL ratings dropped 19%. It was a major storyline you could not miss it everywhere. Front page of the New York Times, front page of the Wall Street Journal. Media was obsessed with it. Fans were obsessed with it. It was a major point of discussion on this show. And then the NFL, I think, got smart. They basically said, hey, we're going to go back to the essence of our game, which is football is fun. And I felt like last year, if you remember that game that they bumped out of Mexico City, kind of put the NFL on a different trajectory when we saw the Rams play against the Chiefs and they both went for over 50 points and everybody was like, oh my God, Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes, this is about as good as football can get. 
And since then, the NFL has been kicking ass. I mean, just absolutely dominating. Uh, but really, that was, I think, in a big way, a turning point. Ratings are up substantially. Interest is up substantially. Even sideshows like the Colin Kaepernick circus that happened on Saturday don't really dent the overall NFL brand. Simultaneously, the good sport, according to most media members, the NBA has been collapsing. Guys, you know how much the NBA audience is down over the past two years comparing the starts of the season? The NBA is down 27% in ratings. I want you to I want to repeat that. 27% on TNT and on ESPN. And I think there are a lot of different factors at play here, but I'm curious what my audience would assess as the number one reason. LeBron moved to LA. The NBA has always been susceptible to one star dictating a huge percentage of the amount of interest that exists in the league. Back in the day, Michael Jordan left and ratings dropped by 50% for like a decade because people were Jordan fans, not NBA fans. Why would LeBron going to the West Coast have such an impact? Because the East Coast basketball is a wasteland now, and as good as guys like Giannis are, they just don't have very many people who tune in on a regular basis to watch. Maybe next year with Kevin Durant back, it can make a difference, but the East Coast for many people is a basketball wasteland without LeBron. I think the NBA has gone super woke. When you see words like owner getting banned, I think the average sports fan out there just rolls his eyes and throws up his hands and says, I'm not going to spend time watching the woke NBA if they're telling me it's racist to use the word owner. I think that China has factored in in a big way to start this season. I think a lot of people were disgusted about the NBA if they're going to get super political, how in the world can they bend the knee to China? I think the hypocrisy there turned off a lot of people. And I think load management has been a big impact. I would say it's a four-prong assault on the NBA brand. I'm curious what you guys think is the number one reason. I'm going to put up a poll question. You can go vote in it. At Clay Travis is my Twitter account. My four nominations, LeBron to the Lakers, LeBron to the West Coast, load management, regular season just doesn't matter, players sit out, Uh, the NBA getting uber woke uh, politically, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, they're always making big statements, not going to the White House, and then China happens. And the the final potential here is uh, is just in general that there are uh, that there are major issues associated with the league. I'm going to put all this up as a as an opportunity for you guys to vote. But the overall result is beyond a shadow of a doubt accurate. The NBA has collapsed in ratings infinitely more than the NFL ever did, and most people in the media are not covering it because most sports media members were treating the NBA as the quote-unquote good league, right? As the one that everybody loved. So uh, I'm curious what you guys think is the number one reason why 
that audience has tuned out on the NBA. We're going to open up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. This is a crisis moment for the NBA as they are down 27% in ratings. Crisis moment for ESPN. Crisis moment for TNT. They are losing a lot of money. And what is the reason? What do you attribute most of all, for the reason why people are watching infinitely less NBA. We had this conversation about the NFL. The NFL addressed its issues and has surged back in the last two years. The NBA now collapsing worse than the NFL ever did. Why? Poll question is up. You can go vote in it at Clay Travis, 877-996-6369. We will open up the phone lines. I appreciate all of you. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you're just waking up and joining us, appreciate you hanging out with us here on OutKick. College football playoff ratings came out last night. Uh, Number one team, LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Georgia. Alabama in the five spot. Oregon six and Utah seven. Uh, We have Penn State at 8, Oklahoma at 9, and Minnesota at 10, rounding out the top 10. Uh, Easy roadmap for you. If Georgia wins out, they're in the playoff. Uh, If if Penn State wins out, they're in the playoff. If Minnesota wins out, they're in the playoff. Uh, Those are the teams that are outside that I would say looking in that have a chance to control whether or not they make the playoff. Alabama needs to look really good with Mac Jones in two weeks against Auburn. They still have a chance to make the playoff. And if you're a Pac-12 fan uh, waking up early with us right now, Oregon and Utah both need to be 11-1 and in the Pac-12 title game. And whoever wins that game needs to get the slingshot effect to get to 12-1. and I think Oklahoma or Baylor in the Big 12 needs an awful lot of help based on where those uh, playoff rankings are uh, in order to make their way into uh, the uh, playoff in college football. So that is the storyline there. We spent a lot of time talking about Antonio Brown. He has apologized to the New England Patriots. Would it make sense if you were Robert Kraft and the Patriots to bring back Antonio Brown now? I argue yes, because I think Antonio Brown could help cure what ails that Patriot offense. They have only scored 20 17 and 16, I believe it is, against uh, all of the teams that they have played with a winning record. That offense has been woeful. You need to give Brady a better weapon down the field. I think that Antonio Brown could be it. I think that was the reason that he was apologizing. Uh, But we have open phone lines right now. I think they're actually all loaded. The poll question is up. I just gave it out to you at the end of hour two. If you're just starting off with us, this is a big story that has not yet gotten a lot of attention. Uh, When the NBA uh, started a couple of years ago, there was a lot of talk about, oh, the NBA is catching up with the NFL. Look at how the NBA is doing. Oh, they're an impressive league. They're killing it compared to the NFL. And the NFL, to their credit, as the ratings in the NFL diminished for two straight years, they were feuding with Donald Trump, they had the issues with Colin Kaepernick, Roger Goodell's league saw its ratings drop 19% over two years. 
And over the past two years, the NBA ratings have started to surge again because the NBA said, I mean, the NFL said, screw it, we're not going to be political. We're going to get back to putting a really good product on the field. And as a result, the audience has responded. And I think a lot of the challenges that the NFL faced are not as significant now as they were back during that era of the Colin Kaepernick and Donald Trump feuding. We talked a lot about that back in the day on this show. What does the NFL need to do? I think to the NFL's credit, they just got back to football. And it turns out football is great. People like football in this country. Stat I put out yesterday, 23 million people watched the Dallas Cowboys play against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football two weeks ago. That's 10 million more people than watched the impeachment proceedings on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, 10 different stations combined all showed the impeachment proceedings. 10 million more people watched on NBC. The Cowboys host the Minnesota Vikings. People like football. Turns out when you just give them football and strip away the politics, more people like it than ever before. So, as the NFL has been surging over the past two years, another interesting storyline has developed, and that is the NBA is collapsing in ratings. Over the past two years, the NBA audience has declined by 27% for its nationally televised games on TNT and ESPN. That's a big drop. I don't care what you guys do for a living. If your business dropped by 27% over two years... It would be an all-hands-on-deck meeting. Everybody would be talking about it. What can we do to bring back the business? My argument is that the NBA has gotten way too political, and they've gotten away from what was the essence of the NBA back in the day, which was what? Basketball's awesome. I'm of the generation when they sold NBA action is fantastic. We love the NBA. We love the athletes. We love the game. You remember that old tag storyline back in the day? They had a huge success with NBA action is fantastic. Well, I think there are four big things that have conspired to drive down NBA ratings. And I gave you an option. You can go vote in my poll question, and we're going to take calls on this right now. One is LeBron James going to the Lakers. I think it tanked the NBA in the East, and I think it demonstrates the weakness of the overall NBA brand, that the NBA is star-driven. And when a star like LeBron goes to the Lakers, all of a sudden the Eastern Conference uh, television markets don't care anywhere near as much about basketball. And that's not to say there's not good players. Giannis may well one day be better than LeBron James is, but all of the talent in the NBA has shifted to the Western Conference, and since LeBron left and went to the Lakers, it's been a calamity. Another aspect that I think has factored in in a big way, and it ain't coincidental, load management. I think the NBA regular season has been severely undercut by the fact that you don't know who's going to play in games until like 25 minutes before tip. And if you're a fan and you go to a game and you take your boys and your girls, your little kids, to go watch a favorite player play, they just might not even take the court. Uh, It's possible that because they're only playing 60 of the 80 games that a lot of fans have said, screw it, why should I care about this at all? I also think this season in particular – 
the China hangover is a big deal for the NBA because I think a lot of fans out there were disgusted by the way the NBA responded to Daryl Morey's tweet having to do with Hong Kong and uh, everything associated with bending the knee and bowing down to China to make an international human rights violator happy. And then I think the biggest aspect here is I think there's been a lot of body blows. The NBA thought it was smart to be woke. They wanted Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich to constantly be talking about politics. They wanted their players to be weighing in on politics. I think things like removing the word owner because it's racially insensitive turn off a huge percentage of sports fans. I think hearing players and coaches talk consistently about politics turns off a huge percentage of sports fans. I think most people want the NBA to go back to the era of NBA action is fantastic. That's what people care about. Now, I'm going to go to your phone lines and take your calls, 877-996-6369. But right now, in the first 10 minutes, over 3,000 of you have voted in our poll, which you can find on Twitter. Why have NBA ratings tanked and dropped 27% in the past two years? Uh, Far worse than the NFL ever went down after Colin Kaepernick's controversy. 52% of you are saying the players and the coaches are too woke. 19% of you are saying load management. 16% of you are saying LeBron to the Lakers. And 13% of you are citing the China mess. Uh, let's go to the phone lines and start with the OutKick VIP line in New Jersey. Why is the NBA tanking? How would you fix it uh, to New Jersey? Hey, good morning, Clay. Uh, so um, I would say, you know, I, I used to be more of a, a diehard basketball fan, and, and over the years it's, it's drifted into more of a, a casual fan. Um, I only really watch on Christmas Day in the playoffs at this point, and I think it's because the league has gotten so brazen about the fact that the regular season doesn't matter yep. uh, with the whole load management thing. And I think that um, it's just really diminished the overall product of, of the regular season. You know, in the, in the past, it was more implied that the regular season wasn't that important just with kind of sheer math. You know, it's an 82-game yep. season. Not every game is going to be as important as the NFL. And, um, you know, more than half the teams make the playoffs in the NBA. So just sheer math, it, you know, was just kind of more implied. And now it's just so brazen that um, it kind of turns me off to watching the regular season. You know, there's, there's, aside from the fact the star players aren't really playing, you don't see the effort on defense. Um, you don't see ball moving on offense. It's just not a great um, on-court product either. And, um, you know, I, I would say that that's really uh, a, a big driver of that. Great call. Uh, if you want to be an OutKick VIP, you can sign up. $99 a year. We have a lot of fun events. You can go to OutKick.com and you get a special phone line to be able to jump to the front of the uh, the line when we actually take calls. Uh, let me bring in the crew. Uh, Danny G, what would you attribute? Do you buy into those four factors all being in play? And I'm not saying it's any one, by the way, right? I'm saying I think all four of those factors, load management, the China situation, players and coaches being super woke and always talking about politics now and LeBron to the Lakers, I think they have all four factored in. Which of those four do you think is the most detrimental to the NBA's brand such that the league ratings have collapsed? And this is a fact, collapsed by 27% over the past two years. Well, before the China mess, the ratings were declining. And I think it points to LeBron coming to the West in the game time 
starting late is a big problem. Even for some of my friends and family here who are Laker fans. Yeah. Uh, my cousin in the Bay Area, huge Lakers fan, but he's a computer programmer. He has to wake up early in the morning like we do. The Lakers game goes late. He's not watching. Mm-hmm. He watches the highlights the next day, and he complains about it. Last week, or was it the week before, Roberto, where we had a 6 p.m. start time? He got to see that. He watched that game. We yeah. were on the road. So, you know, whenever the Lakers travel, even some of us on the West Coast breathe a sigh of relief like, oh, I could see the whole game. Yeah. And I think that's a huge problem because the politics, I could separate that and the players on the court. In other words, I don't follow LeBron on social media. Even if he's on TV, I don't really watch him on TV. I'm As far as like his barbershop show, I watch him on the court. I'm a fan of his play. So I could separate players and their politics with the actual on-court play. But for those of us that have to wake our butts up early, it's super hard with yeah. with these times. I wish even being here in L.A., and I know it wouldn't be good for the ticket holders, but those are all the one percenters with enough money to buy those <laughs> tickets. Uh, something's got to give because you start a game at 730, and even last night, I knew I had to get to sleep to come to the show, but I'm watching the Lakers game, and it was, what, just after 10 p.m. that it ended. That, I think, is a huge problem that affects the regular season. Yeah, look, I think that's an indictment of the overall NBA brand, which is there's no player in the NFL who, if he decides to go to a specific team, that it changes the overall trajectory of the NFL because this is the the benefit of the league being a bigger brand than an individual player. Right, I do think that factors in in a big way in the NBA, and that's why I've been arguing that when LeBron retires, love him or hate him, the NBA is in trouble. And I think the NBA is the most overvalued sport right now in all of America when you consider how much TNT and ESPN pay. Uh, and they better desperately get on their hands and knees every night and pray that LeBron James stays healthy and plays another three or four years, or those companies are going to be hemorrhaging cash over what they gave to the NBA. Uh, So that's an interesting theory. I think there's a lot of people out there who agree with it right now that LeBron being on the West Coast, and the other way that anticipates and impacts things is it actually drives down ratings both places because what used to happen is if you had a doubleheader and LeBron and the Cavs or LeBron and the Heat are playing in the early part, a lot of people would put that game on and then they would stay on for the West Coast game even if they fell asleep. Right, like There's a lot of guys out there and girls who are listening to us right now who have been on their couch or in their bed watching a game and they fall asleep and that game is still on. That helps ratings, right? So if you never put your television on to watch the East Coast game, then the number of people who can watch the West Coast game is just down. And I think that, that LeBron to the Lakers indisputably has a substantial impact in this 27% ratings decline, which is why I made it one of the four factors. Dub, what would you say you think is the biggest factor? Well, for me personally, it's the product on the on the court, which is what our Load friend management New Jersey, kind of factors in. Yeah, but just the style of play. And Pau Gasol actually had a really good quote a couple weeks ago that really kind of laid out my exact feelings. He said, basketball has changed a lot for me. The big change is the game itself. There are very few there are very few fast shots, very short possessions, very few passes in each attack. There's a lot of quick shots, and now it's encouraged to shoot in the first eight seconds. And he says the beauty of the game, the purity it's, itself has been lost, which is kind of my thoughts because I don't know about you, but when I watch some of these games and there's you know forty or fifty or sixty three point shots yeah. just being hacked up every single game, it's it's just not 
basketball to me. It's not the same game that I watched growing up, you know, watching the, the Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash and my San Antonio Spurs. To me, it's just not an entertaining product on the court itself. Yeah, I think that kind of is kind of under the load management rubric um, where the game itself is just not as good um, in terms of the uh, the entertainment value. Now, in terms of points scored and everything else, it's never been higher, but the value of a three-pointer is so insanely high in an NBA game that teams have caught up to it from an analytics perspective and they shoot a lot more of them. What about you, uh, Eddie? What would you say uh, of these four factors? Well, I think they all have uh, a little bit of a role, but I would say the biggest thing is uh, what everyone else is saying. It's the product uh, on the court. And my whole thing is, if you don't care about the regular season, why should I care about the regular season? Especially when it comes to me investing my time and money. Yeah. I I mean, I agree completely on that. Uh, Roberto, any, uh, any particular perspective here? Yeah, I think what Eddie said there. You know, if they don't care about the regular season, why should we care? Also, Le- LeBron playing uh, here is it's a big it's a big factor. Yeah, I, I think politics factors in in a big way here too, um, and I think that it factors in in a big way for casual fans. I think if you are a hardcore basketball fan, you don't really care about anything other than the basketball, right? And I think that's true of football too. Like I always say, everybody has a friend who's like a hard, hardcore sports fan, and they aren't fun to hang out with if you talk about anything other than sports. And I've got a couple of these buddies that I love talking sports with, but if you like, if you're going out to dinner with them and your wife is there, it's like they don't have anything else to be able to talk about. You know what I'm talking about? Like hardcore sports guy is like, that's all he can talk about. You go out to dinner with hardcore sports guy and your wife's like rolling her eyes because... It's all nitty-gritty sports talk. It's not like, hey, what do you think about Tom Brady? It's like, hey, what do you think about the double tight end set that the, that the Patriots are running that isn't really being as effective with Sony Michelle? And unless you're like a diehard, you know, like hard, hardcore sports fan, most people don't want to talk X's and O's, right? They want to talk big picture. They want to talk stars. They want to talk – and everybody can follow along with that conversation. That's one reason why I think the NFL kicks the NBA's ass – is because everybody's got three hours. Same thing with college football. Everybody's got three hours that they can invest in a team. Even in this day and age when we're insanely busy, like everybody has got time to be able to watch on Saturday or Sunday their favorite college or pro. And a lot of you out there watch your favorite college and your favorite pro team every single Saturday or Sunday. And you're able to have a conversation based on that guy or girl without having to know every little intricate detail. I feel like if you're a hardcore fan, you're fine. It doesn't matter. I feel like a lot of casual fans, people look for reasons not to consume things now. Right? Like, I know I do this all the time. I used to be, if I started watching a television show, I would never stop watching that television show. But nowadays, if I think a show is not as good as it used to be, I'll just stop watching it. Because I got so many things stacked up in my DVR right now and so many things that are competing for my entertainment dollars and my entertainment interest that it used to be like, hey, I'm never... I'll give you an example. First time I remember doing this. I loved Big Love. Remember the show Big Love about polygamists uh, on HBO, polygamist Mormon family living in Utah, uh, and it was phenomenally good for several years. And then it just got so poorly written, I thought, and so bad that I was finally like, you know what? I'm quitting. I'm not even going to watch the final season of this show. I've invested four or five years 
whatever it was at the time, and watching every episode of Big Love, and it just got so bad that I was like, you know what, I'm out. And I never have gone back and watched that final season, even though I invested all those hours to get to that point. And if you get me to abandon a show, then it's probably a sign that that show has gone off the rails and it's not as good, but also it's a sign that there's something else better that I would rather consume. And so I think there are a lot of people out there who, you know, when they hear, oh, the NBA's banning the word owner because it's racially insensitive, they're like, what? Are you? Why would I give money to a bankrupt organization like that in their mind? Or they think, hey, the NBA's pulling their all-star game over a transgender bathroom bill in North Carolina, and they think to themselves, why in the world would I support the NBA with any of my dollars? Or they hear, oh, the NBA, which has all these players and coaches who are so political, as soon as they have an issue with China, oh, they won't go visit the White House with Donald Trump, but as soon as they have an issue with China, they bail on it. And I think on the fringe, not your hardcore, but just like your, hey, you know what I might do? I might put on the NBA tonight. I think in the back of people's minds, they're like, you know what? I'd rather watch Netflix. I'd rather go out and, uh, and, and watch college basketball, you know, because college basketball ratings have not collapsed like the NBA ratings have collapsed. So it's not just basketball, and it's not just cord cutting, and it's not just that. I think in an age when everybody has more, uh, more opportunities and options than ever before, you got to be really careful about not alienating your casual fan. Your core fan is going to be with you no matter what. And by the way, I would say this about like guy like Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump has like 40% of people that are going to support him no matter what. Remember, he got in, uh, in a little bit of trouble because he said back in the campaign, I could shoot a guy on Fifth Avenue and my people would still support me. I think that's true. I think the 40% is always going to be there. The diehards, right? But you don't make a living in most things just off the diehards. You got to get the casuals in in order to win. And I think that's what Trump's going to try to do in 2020 is try to get the casuals in, the independents, the people who are like, man, I wish that dude wouldn't tweet, but I'm going to pick him over somebody else or I'm going to pick the other side. When you lose the casual supporter, that's where you suddenly don't have a business anymore. It's fascinating to think about. I'm going to go to all of your calls. I think we have loaded lines. If not, as you hear somebody drop off, 877-996-6369, you can hop on. Let me get a couple of the calls. Dub, who are the best couple to go to to start here? All right, let's go to Michael in Florida. Michael, what's the reason? What? what do you, why do you think the NBA is down 27%? First of all, good morning, Clay. Uh, I'm going to go straight to the fact that the game is almost unwatchable. Uh, lots of teams, lots of games, lots of guys we've all never heard of. Um, the game just itself, for whether it's a casual or a hardcore fan, is a tough, tough watch. And I don't think people want to do it. And to your point, there's so many other things that you can do in this world. If the game's not compelling, why watch it? Thanks for the call. Here's the thing that I would say about that. Was the game great three years ago? Because the ratings were not collapsing three years ago. So the ratings are down 27% in the past two years. So I don't buy into, we had that discussion back in the day with the NFL. People remember back in the day when the NFL was down, we took calls. I was curious. People were like, oh, this game's just not as good. And 
I understand the game may not be as good as you remember it in the late 90s with Jordan. I'll buy into that argument. But that's something that's been going on for 20-some-odd years. It wouldn't suddenly show up in the past two years. And this is, by the way, not something that's happening in every sport. NFL is up in the past two years. College football is up in the past two years. College basketball is up in the past two years. NFL is, I mean, NHL is up in the past two years. So this is not some situation where every sport is down. It's really just the NBA that has collapsed. Uh, who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got Kevin in New York. Kevin, what you got? Clay, thanks for taking my call. I want two quick things. You guys always make valid points, and you make me look at things different. And I've loved that since day one. I'm left-leaning and everything, but you guys are always like super educated on what you're talking about, and I, I value that in everything. Appreciate that. Uh, the whole NBA, yeah, you got it. this whole The whole NBA thing, for me, it goes back to LeBron's decision, big conference to go to Miami. Like, that that killed it for me. Yeah. And I grew up watching watching the Lakers with Magic and, and uh, Larry Bird in Boston, a huge Boston fan. Um, you know, stationed in Chicago, would go out of my way to see not only Chicago play, but other teams. But it's just, everyone just goes wherever. And my father, God bless him, grew up as a uh, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers fan. And as soon as they moved, he never watched sports again. Yeah. So some of that factors in. But if I really want to watch a game, I can go on Reddit. I can watch the highlights on the YouTube. It doesn't really matter. But a lot of it, for me, goes back to that LeBron decision. That and, and there's no, like a couple of the other callers said, there's no fundamental anymore. It's, it's hooking up three-point shots. It's trying to be pretty and, and magical. And it's, it's just ruining it. So Thanks for the call. It. Thanks. We'll continue to take your calls, 877-996-6369. i got to get to a break now, but I do want you to think about this too. Is the NBA getting hit by social because the game itself isn't needed to be watched and people just want to watch a couple of minutes of highlights, whereas you want to watch an actual football game? Something to think about. I'm Clay Travis. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Danny G playing celebration there as we come back. The NBA ratings are tanking. They are down 27%. It's not a celebration in the NBA. It is, however, a celebration in OutKick. Uh, We talked about this in hour one at the start of the show, but for many of you who are waking up and listening to us right now, uh, we are absolutely dominating on this show because of you guys. In October, we had our best month ever from a ratings perspective, and I'm sharing this with you because it's going out in a press release from Fox Sports Radio today. We were up 38%, which is unheard of, year over year, uh, in adults 25 to 54, which is our target audience in sports talk radio and radio in general. Uh, And we were up 53.5% with men uh, ages 25 to 54, which is... Just an extraordinary uh, increase, uh, thanks to all the crew, all our guests, but also to you guys, because it's not like we have some huge advertising budget or we can finesse or massage these numbers in some way. Up 53.5% in men, 38.3% with adults overall. And we're talking about an era right now when a lot of people consider break-even to be a win. Hey, if your numbers aren't declining, we were up over 50%. Meanwhile, the NBA is down 27%, uh, and we're talking about why that is. I have got uh, ratings. The last two years have collapsed 27%. We got uh, loaded phone lines. We're taking some of your calls. Who should we go to next, Dub? Uh, We got Hector in Vegas. Hector, what do you attribute it to? Yeah, hey, Clay. um, I appreciate you for having me on the show. Uh, Congratulations for your much-deserved success. Well, thank Uh, you guys for listening. yeah, well, you know, not not every product can um, enjoy the type of success you guys are having, and and with the NBA, it's it's 
to, to me, it's because of the loyalty. Like, your fans are loyal to you because you're loyal to your fans. And it's too hard right now to follow the NBA. And most people want to root for their home team. For you know, for for, for you know, they want to have a reason yeah. to root. And with all these players, with all these players uprooting and leaving every year, it's just too much work to follow the NBA. And I mean, your team is good one year, all right, we're doing well, and then you follow them, and everybody leaves, and you're like, well, you know, why should I? Why should I watch this anymore? So now you're not. Not only you know you're not watching your own team, so why should you watch any other team? Yeah. You know, you, most most people most people aren't player fans. Most casual most casual sports fans they're not player fans. They're team fans. And 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 if your team isn't doing well, or if or if the players the players don't have any loyalty to their fans. So why should the fans have any loyalty to them? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when you, yeah, thanks for the call. When you're a star-driven league, the teams don't matter as much. Like, this is a good point. The Major League Baseball destroys the NBA in local markets. In other words, if you are a fan, I'm just going to pick a random city, right? If you are a fan of the Houston Astros and the Houston Rockets, the Astros are insanely more popular in Houston than the Rockets are. But nationwide, more people pay attention to the Rockets than pay attention to the Astros because people know Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But in that local market, the Astros dunk all over the Houston Rockets. And I think it's because of that call. In general, people root for the local team in local markets. And the local teams in baseball are much stronger brands than the local teams are in basketball. And that's pretty intriguing to think about. Uh, one more call, then I'll get an update from Eddie. Uh, who we got, Dub? Uh, we got Carson in Utah. Carson, what you think? Hey, Clay. So I think the biggest problem is the players becoming too political on and off the court. Yep. I feel like, especially like your point that you made earlier with casual fans, they don't care. They don't care what their stance is on President Trump or anything political. They don't care about China. They just want to watch the game. So I, I was just going to say I have a ton of friends here where I work where they've stopped watching because of that reason. So I think yeah. you hit it right on the head. Yeah, that's the number one reason that people are voting in the poll. And I think this is intriguing. I said which of these four, and I think all four are involved, but which of these four is the biggest impact? Uh, and 10,000 of you have voted in the first 40 minutes on uh, my social media account at Clay Travis. 53% of you are saying the players and the coaches are too woke. 19% of you are saying load management. 15% of you are saying LeBron to the Lakers. 13% of you are saying the recent China mess. And here's what I would say about players and coaches being political. There's a difference between being a politician and catering to your base and being a athlete and catering to your base. And let me explain the difference. Donald Trump may have only 40% of people that absolutely love him, but it's 40% that will ride or die with him no matter what. In order to win an election, he might only need to appeal to 7, 8, or 9% more people, right? And at most, if he gets 50% plus one, and even though we don't have a straight popular vote, he's probably going to win the election, right? You don't have to appeal 
to half of the country in order to get elected president of the United States. So polarization in politics is not that big of a deal because all you need to do is get 50% plus one in theory in order to win. So if you got 40% who love you no matter what, the rest of the 60% that hate you don't matter as much because you might be able to persuade 10% of that 60% that you're better than the other choice. And I think that's basically what 2020 is going to be all about. But if you're in sports, if 40% of your audience absolutely loves you and they're the diehards and they're going to be there no matter what, you still lose in a big way if you alienate 60% of people. And I think that's what a lot of athletes don't understand because social media is oftentimes an echo chamber of people who love you and they think, oh, when I'm being political, I'm adding so many fans. The truth of the matter isn't the case at all. You're alienating people. And the goal of the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball or NHL is to try to appeal to 100% of people. Not to try to appeal to 50% plus one. So when you go political in any way, you are losing a big part of your base. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Is that the casual fan who might otherwise be inclined to buy into the NBA, who loved the NBA as fantastic concept, they're diving out of the NBA brand. You can vote in the poll question. Be fast on the calls. I'll try to get to as many of you as I can. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm going to try to go super fast and get through as many as I can. Dub, let's go. Nick in South Dakota. Nick, fire away. Hey, say so just calling. I agree with that caller from Utah about the NBA players and coaches getting too political. Um, and then the whole China thing came up. A lot of them talk uh, really bad about the country. But as soon as something comes up with China, they they uh, don't say anything. Yep. So it's just kind of frustrating that they uh, that they do that. And so that made you less likely to watch the NBA so far this year. Okay. Next up, Dub. Yeah, we got Steve in Ohio. Steve, fire away. Hey, love the show. Hey, for me, I think something not being talked about is the lack of parity. Yeah. For the last ten years, you could pick out of each league. When LeBron was in Cleveland, I'm a huge Cavs fan, but why would I watch the regular season? The whole season could have been a seven-game series between the Cavs and the Warriors, and that's the only seven games you would have had to play. If you're a Boston fan, a Toronto fan, an Oklahoma City fan, a Portland fan, you had great teams. But for the last 10 years, you had no chance of going to the finals. None. Yeah. Thanks the for the call. The Warriors were going to come out of the West, where the Cavs were going to come out of the East. Yeah, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. The problem is there's actually decent parity this year comparably to past seasons, and the ratings are still tanking. Uh, so that's an interesting angle as well. What's up? We got Matt in California. Matt, fire away. Hey, good morning, Clay. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I think the Eastern Conference uh, are irrelevant now because all those mega stars that once played, like LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis and, uh, you know, and Kawhi Leonard, they're all in the West Coast. They're all run by the Clippers, Golden State, and the uh, Lakers. Yeah. So the Eastern Conference is irrelevant right now. Thanks for the call. The challenge there is, of course, Kawhi was in the West Coast for most of his career with the Spurs, and that AD was, even though it's New Orleans, New Orleans is a West Coast team too. 
doesn't make sense geographically, but those guys were most of their careers already in the West. Now, granted, Kawhi was with the Raptors last year, which helped on the Eastern side of the conference, but certainly moving to L.A. has made that even more pronounced now for both Antonio uh, Davis uh, and for uh, for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to a certain extent as well, uh, certainly moving from Indiana, which used to be in the Eastern uh, Conference. Who's up next? Jose in California. Jose, what do you think? Good morning, Clay. <clears throat> Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I know they haven't touched um, the issue or the problem with the DirecTV losing uh, subscribers. I think that's um, cord cutting. Uh, something that we haven't touched. On. Yeah, thanks for the call. And, um, I- and I, I look, I understand the concept of cord cutting. I understand a lot of you out there trying to save money, particularly in the holiday season. What I would say in response to people who say NBA ratings are down because of cord cutting, people cutting cable and satellite, is NFL, college football, college basketball, NHL, all of those ratings are up in the past two years while the NBA has plummeted. So I don't necessarily think cord cutting is the reason in particular because if it were, it would be hitting every sport in a substantial way and not just the NBA. Who's up next? Robert in New York. Robert, what you got? Uh, yeah, Clay, for, for me, it's, it's very simple. It's, you know, with the players' ability to change teams that we've lost the allure of rivalries. rivalries. Yeah. I grew up watching basketball in the 80s and 90s, and for me, I knew every schedule when the Lakers and the Celtics were going to play, when the Bulls were going to play the Pistons. It's just not there anymore. It's all about individual players, and, and for me, there's no reason to watch in the regular season anymore. Yeah, thanks for the call. That's the challenge. The benefit of being a superstar-driven league is superstars matter. People say, why don't people watch Mike Trout all the time? Well, they do in the LA market, but they don't nationwide. Major League Baseball is strong regionally, not strong nationally. It's strong regionally because of the value of the team, not the player. The NBA, when you bow down to the player as the dominant force, then the individual teams oftentimes suffer as a result. Who's up next? We got Blake in Mississippi. Blake, what you think? Hey, Clyde, thanks for having me on. Yeah, what's your theory? I was theory? going to say, uh, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy when it comes to me. Uh, all, the, all the problems that you stated, uh, the, the political woke views, the super teams, it all comes back to LeBron. It's basically a not even a superstar-driven league. It's a LeBron-driven league. And so if you're not this diehard LeBron fan, you're just tired of it. And it just gets old, and it's not even fun to enjoy anymore. Everything's about LeBron. And to me, he's single-handedly is ultimately uh, tanking this league, and I find it actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, I mean, look, there is uh, an element out there, and I think we got – do we get everybody in? If we didn't get you in, I apologize. We tried to fit in as many people as we could. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. I actually disagree. I think loving or hating LeBron is good for the NBA. I think the problem is there's nobody else the NBA has that is loved or hated anywhere near as much as LeBron, and so he doesn't have a foil. There's no hero or anti-hero standing up to LeBron right now. Maybe it'll end up being Kawhi. I'm not sure that shows up in the regular season. Thanks again to all of you. Best month we've ever had in the history of OutKick, plus 53.5% for men, up 38.3% for adults. That's all because of you. Thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Sports. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 